0: everyone and welcome to the my career podcast with pathway ctm today we've got izzy uh, with us hi izzy how you doing
1: hello yeah i'm good thank you how are you
0: yeah very good thank you izzy uh, why are you in the seat today
1: um so i'm izzy i've done an apprenticeship a level four project management apprenticeship with unilever um i did that for two and a half years and now i'm here at pathway talking to employers students every single day
0: Great, Izzy. Well, today we're going to be looking at what you did at school, uh, your apprenticeship, uh, which we'll, we'll speak about and with what company you did that at and looking at the here and now in terms of the support and advice you can give to young people, teachers, employers, everyone listening to this podcast for, for today. So uh, let's get into it. Let's go. So Izzy, um, it's really great that you were able to join us because I know you were a bit annoyed that you went on the podcast <laughs> first we brought you in eventually. Um, I've made it, I've made You've it. You've made it on because you, you work with so many different employers at Pathway. Yep. You've done an apprenticeship before and we really want to be able to get apprentice stories out there and just mm-hmm. like, understand more stories and, and see what we could be uncovering about them. So um, I kind of want to go through your schooling yep. into your apprenticeship and then into the here and now and maybe advice that you have along the way really. So if we start off with taking it right back, where's a good place to start in terms of you thinking about your, your career would you say in school?
1: I would say year ten, year eleven, when everyone starts talking about what A levels they're going to do, what career they might want when they're older. Um, I was set on journalism, always wanted to be a journalist, thought that that was the thing for me, so therefore picked English, media, and Spanish um, as my A levels. was good, was really good at Spanish, was good at English, so just went with it, Um, and then media for that kind of journalism side, Um, and then got into A levels and realised maybe I didn't want to be a journalist because I didn't like English that much, um, and it was very much a university focused um you know career and as soon as I remember one day someone said to me so what university course are you going to do and I was like there's no way I'm going to university I'd never thought about it I've never wanted to do it just could never see myself there um and then that's when I started to think of different career paths I could go down what I like to do what I wanted to do And that was really just getting to different businesses, you know, start to earn money for myself. Um, I'd been brought up in quite a businessy household. Um, You know, my dad's always owned a company. I could see how it worked and just really kind of wanted to get into that myself.
0: Brilliant. And uh, how did your school sort of help you along that initial journey of trying to understand what you wanted to do?
1: Um they didn't help me a great amount. Um so when I first started my A levels, obviously kind of went through it and then we got into year 13 and it was like right UCAS it's crunch time and that's when I thought I'm not doing this. So um they kind of reached out to me and said, you know, do you want to write a personal statement? And I didn't and I didn't set up a UCAS profile. All I had was a CV. Um and there was no kind of encouragement to check that over or to help me do that. So I just kind of took myself to myself and just did that with my parents, basically, not with the help of my school.
0: So not doing a UCAS statement, that's quite um, a big step, isn't
1: it? Yeah. Yeah. I'd say there was about six of us in my whole year group that didn't do a UCAS statement. um, And I was one of them and therefore didn't really receive any help about apprenticeships. It was quite a weird time for apprenticeships. It was 2018, so degree apprenticeships had only been out for a couple of years. There was was a lot of myths around them. Nobody really understood them. Um, So it was a bit of a risk to even look at apprenticeships. I was in a grammar school. I'd done well for my school life, so the teachers were a bit really confused, basically, why I didn't want to go to university. But there was no course, there was no career that I really, really, really wanted to do, and therefore I didn't think that it was appropriate for me.
0: And that's the norm, isn't it, if you're a bright, young person yeah it's go to uni yeah and is that the pressure you felt
1: yeah I felt that I needed to go because everyone else was going and there's one point where I was looking into courses and my mum and dad said to me like do you want to go to any open days and no sorry I said to them maybe I should go to an open day and they were like you've never mentioned it like you're just doing it because everyone else is around you and I was like yeah it's true so I didn't and instead I used, we had three days that we could use to go to open days. We got three days off and instead I used one and I went to an apprenticeship provider and did like a day there where I could find apprenticeships instead. And I just lied to the school and said that I was going to Bournemouth University, I think. So they were happy. <laughs> yeah. But that, that amount of
0: pressure put on you, you felt you had to lie yeah. about where you were going. Yeah. And did you know about apprenticeships when you decided not to do the UCAS statement? Did you know about getting a job, et cetera? And-
1: Um, not really. We'd had a presentation at school, um, where they spoke about apprenticeships and I remember I sat there and they started going through degree apprenticeships and it was the likes of Rolls Royce, BMW, HSBC, etc. And my mum like tapped me and she was like, this has got to be too good to be true, right? And I was like, yeah, surely this doesn't, this isn't how it works. So you can't get a full degree paid for. Went off, kind of researched it myself, started to apply for a few and then I did realise that degree apprenticeships were so, so competitive and popular. So then I started looking at level fours, level threes and ended up actually securing a level four. Brilliant. So
0: surely here we're looking at like the obstacles to doing an, a- an apprenticeship because
1: yeah.
0: it sounds like you were quite strong willed yeah. against your school and you had, yeah. had strength and support from home. Mm-hmm. And then you went and did your own research yeah. to go do that. What about the other um, five or so who didn't do UCAS? Were they similar to you?
1: There was a few of us. So one of them's my um, best friend, Danny. She didn't, you know, she didn't want to go to university. I think she did maybe start a UCAS, but was kind of set on apprenticeships. The others, they wanted to go on and do just various different things. Some of them were going to travel, therefore they didn't want to go to university that year. Um, but we were all kind of in the dark. There wasn't much guidance, advice, or help. Um, and I know it has changed now, but that's kind of the experience that I had. Yeah, it was just each to your own, really.
0: And how did that make you feel at the time?
1: Um, alone, I would say like I was scared, I was lonely. All my friends were getting unconditionals. Like they were, they knew where they was going in September. And I just remember I kept going home and thinking, where on earth am I gonna be in September? And I don't know what September, cause you finish in June, right? But everyone's got this amazing summer that they've got planned. Um, so I was just thinking like, what am I gonna do in September? And then that's when I started to focus on apprenticeships more than my A-levels. And I was like, I just need a job. Because even if I have amazing A-levels, I've got nothing if I've not got anything after this. So I just really started to focus on that um, and applied for about 35 to 40 in the end.
0: 35 to 40 apprentices you yeah. applied to? Wow. Yeah. So you knew you weren't going to uni. Yeah, I knew I wasn't
1: going to uni. There was just no... I just never, ever saw myself there. And I didn't want to be pressured to go. Like, I... I never even went round one. I just knew that that was not what I wanted to do. And that was it, that's all I knew. That was what I didn't want to do. I didn't know what I wanted to do, but I'd ruled that out completely. Um, and I was just going from there, really. So strong character, because I,
0: I know you would have been a strong character <laughs> to like yeah. What about young people um, who aren't as strong as you and maybe have the family support? Would they just be pushed to uni in that situation, do you think? Could you see that happening?
1: Yeah, 100%. Like there was girls in my school who are some of my best friends now and they did a UCAS. They applied, they went and looked around and then now they're not, they didn't go to uni in the end because they felt that that wasn't for them when it actually came to results day. And once they'd had their summer, did they really want to go back into education? No, a lot of them did and that they've done brilliantly out of it. But yeah, if you've not got it, I think it's hard because unless you go sometimes you don't know if you don't want to do something until you try and that's what a lot of them did they went they realized this wasn't for me but I just knew that wasn't for me so I just went with it but if you yeah, I think it is easy to be kind of coast like you know coast into doing going to university because that's the norm and that is what the majority does but I do think that will change in the next few years 100% yeah
0: it's got to hasn't it and you've been back into since giving inspiration and showing people your journey (laughs) what would you say to teachers in in other schools around the UK as well what, what they need to learn from your story
1: I just think listen to what that young person wants to do because that's something that I didn't I wasn't listened to be honest I wasn't listened to you know I kept telling them that I didn't want to go to university and that was kind of it there wasn't a okay so what are you good at what's your skills and then I would say like, I'm organized I'm confident I like speaking to people I'm a people person and then you know you think that the careers advisor would maybe help you look for those types of jobs but it just wasn't really like that so I would say like really listen to them and understand who they are as a person um you know strengths profiles are amazing like I would say promote them to young people and give them an idea of what they're good at because some of them don't know they've been in education they might not do sports outside of school they might not do any extracurricular things and they might not found their niche yet it's quite easy not to when you're at school I think um, and just give them the best advice that you can send them to pathway and we'll help them
0: yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly. Um, no it's a really inspiring story really if you reflect back how do you feel yeah, yeah, talking yeah. about that
1: it's just like really weird to me because I just knew that I wasn't going to go and that's all I knew and then I just you know applied for them all I went through three I got through to the final stage of three went on to do my assessment day at Unilever loved every minute of it came home and said I'm going to work there and then got the call on this was on the Friday of Easter half term on the Monday I was in my media lesson got the phone call they said you got the job and I just accepted it there and then wow. and then I started in um, the 3rd of September 2018 so amazing okay and yeah.
0: uh, so Unilever <laughs> Yeah. Do you know much about that company before you applied?
1: <laughs> no. So I found the company, um, applied for it and then kind of looked into it. And then I was like, oh, I actually know this company. Like, I'm sure if, if people listening haven't, you know, heard about it, it will be on the back of most product products in your house. You know, sure, Dove, Lynx, Ben & Jerry's, all of those. They own all of those brands. Um, so I hadn't really heard of it. Went online, had a browse, saw that it was project management. And I was like, you know what? I'm quite an organized person. I'm a natural team leader. I'm always kind of leading things that my, me and my friends are doing, you know, whether going on holiday or going wherever. Um, that's kind of my role. So it felt quite natural for me to do that. Um, so I applied for it. It was a level four, which I was a bit gutted about at the time. But looking back, like, did it really matter? No. You know, level four is still amazing. Why, and are you, I'm actually, why were you gutted? Because it was degree apprenticeships I was looking for and that's like the natural natural step you know all my friends were going to be getting degrees and I was getting a level four and there's a lot of questions you know like what does that actually mean is it a real degree no it's not but it's also a really recognized qualification especially one that I did which is the APM so associate project manager um you get like letters after your name and stuff if you want them (laughs) and a certificate so um yeah I just went on to do that and ended up getting it loved it and then you know finished my apprenticeship and here i am
0: so that's another challenge that i'm recognizing there, doing a level four apprenticeship yeah so a levels etc you would have been working at level three yeah you? and then level four is obviously an advancement of yeah. that um, but it's not that degree level so did you ever have um, wavering thoughts thinking actually no i'm not going to be doing the same thing as my peer group in terms of level of qualification
1: i did but then mine was 18 months and theirs was four years and I did take that as an advantage, the timing, and that's what I say to young people now, is I know you really want a degree because your school's telling you that degree apprenticeships are the next best thing, which they are, but if you're not 100% sure that's right for you and you're in a degree for four years that an employer is paying for, it's much harder to get out than an 18-month program, and 18 18 months goes by like that, I literally did my, I couldn't believe it when I finished. I was like, that's it, I've done. I've done level four. And then I could have gone on to do level six if I wanted to, but I decided not to because I just wanted to get out and work, which is what I'd always wanted to do. Um, So I decided to decline it and just, you know, carry on at Unilever for another year.
0: Great. And so you're, you're at level four qualification, the highest yeah. technically that you've gone to. Yeah, the moment, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, versus your peer group who might have been level six. Yeah. I got a level six from Loughborough Uni for a sports yeah. science degree that I don't use. Yeah. Um, how do you feel about that in the working world? Do you think you'll eventually get a degree or does it not matter in your head?
1: For me, it doesn't matter because where I'm at now, I don't need one. And I'm not doing a very specific subject where I would need a degree or would want one um, I don't think I is necessary really I've got my level four project management skills which I think are invaluable and you use them with every day without even knowing um, so not really no I wouldn't go on to do one at the moment
0: and I'm hearing quite a lot teachers say don't do the level three yeah. don't even do the level two or the, or the, or the level four yeah um, sorry my example is probably better saying you've done your level three at A level yeah. or BTEC whatever that might be mm-hmm. um, T levels and then, then maybe there's a level two at Presse Manger for example in hospitality yeah um, teachers are saying well you wouldn't go backwards what would no. you say to that knowing what you know about the market
1: well I would say any experience is good experience and it doesn't matter if you have to go backwards and then go forwards because for some people you might get on a level three at channel four you might then do a level four and six and then you've got a degree with channel four there's always those options and when you're doing when you're at university fair enough you're getting a level six but you've got absolutely no experience unless you've got a placement year And then sometimes I think a level three or a level two with experience is more valuable than a degree because that's all kind of textbook knowledge, theory, knowledge. And then you get thrown into the deep end when you're a graduate and, you know, sometimes you might not be prepared for it as a level three or a level four person would.
0: Yeah, I mean, you're talking evidence of that. Yeah, working out really well. Would you have ever done that? Like Google's a level three, for example, for entry level roles. Would you have um, gone for a level three knowing that it's just a route into Google? 100%. Like,
1: I think if you told someone you worked at Google, they wouldn't bat an eyelid if you said it was a level three qualification. They're not going to go, oh, but that's the same as your A-levels. You work at Google. you know, like it's pretty impressive if you're 18 years old, you work at Google. That's what people strive for their whole lives. So, um So why are, yeah. teachers,
0: why are teachers doing that to our students? Is it because they're so <laughs> academic and they're just thinking about progression?
1: I think it's just the way, you know, it's just levels, isn't it? Three, four, five, and six. They just want to work you the way up, but there's more to life than qualifications and, you know, levels, I think, personally. Um, teachers it makes sense they want you to go on and do the best that you can but is it really the if if for me if I'd gone on to do a degree and then hated it in year two would that have been the best thing for me probably not I could have gone on I could have done my level four like I did loved it and two years later my friends are only in second year and I finished so that's there's different ways to look at it for everyone
0: Yeah, definitely. And some of your peer groups did do apprenticeships as well. Um, Yeah. What's it like when you're down at the pub and some went to uni (laughs) and some went to apprenticeships? Like you you have more money in your pocket. I don't know, have they got better experiences? What's it like?
1: Um, I think having a friendship group where there's half and half is quite nice because we all got to experience that uni life, whether we liked it or not. Um, You know, going out, doing the freshers week and living in halls and stuff. We've all done that, going to their houses. But then equally, we've got money to be able to do that. And we could, you know, take time off work and go down and spend the week weekends with them um, when we're at the pub you know it's the in the last year or so where they've all graduated um, it's been conversations around you know grad jobs do they work unpaid for a certain amount of time internships do we know of any grad jobs going in our companies is there anything that we can you know recommend to them and I think that's invaluable the experience that we've got in you know just how to write an email to people you know how to put yourself out there to employers they haven't learned any of that at university and that's been a key difference that I have found is just the way that you interact with people. Um, those that went to university maybe have asked more questions around that um, and we've supported them and we're all doing really well but it was just quite a you know about a year ago when they were leaving uni what what was next was kind of the big question and we were all a bit more settled than them I would say
0: yeah no it's it's, it's interesting to hear <laughs> so Unilever uh, how was your experience there
1: um so yeah it feels like ages well it was quite a few years ago now um started in september 2018 i was in a really kind of niche team which was called research innovation um and essentially it was part of consumer market insights so it's a a, a bit of an off stem to marketing where you talk about you know different colors of products and what do the consumers want and where should we place them in the aisles in boots, etc. So I was in a team which I had no idea even existed. So it was like a massive eye-opener to marketing, consumer marketing, you know, psychology behind it. Um, And I was the first apprentice that they'd had. So it was like, you know, oh, here she is, here's the new girl, um, which was really nice and they were all lovely. But in terms of the kind of program side of it, I'm not sure if everyone, if people know this, but you kind of work for Unilever, Unilever but you do your program with someone else so I did my program with a training provider um, and I learned through them and I did we went to like a classroom in London every um, every month we did webinars we learned about the different areas and then I went through to endpoint assessment did my exam passed that um, and then went on to do my discussion and um, presentation which was kind of the hardest part because you have to link it all back to Unilever Um, but yeah it was great experience I'm so happy I did it and then in March of 2020, um, obviously COVID hit and I was like, oh, my gosh, what am I going to do? I've just finished my apprenticeship. Um, and thankfully, there was a lady going on maternity leave. So then I took her role for a year um, until May 2021. Um, and then now I'm here. Amazing. <laughs> and, um, and yeah, we're lucky to have you. Yeah. Um, nice story. So um,
0: the on the job learning. Yeah. Uh, mixed in with actually doing the job. So yeah. to speak. So does that work pretty well?
1: Yeah, so we had, we got to decide with our manager when we wanted off. I had every Friday off. Um, some people did two half days, some people did Mondays, but that worked for me. And when I say off, I mean, you're doing homework questions. It's very much that being at school, but... I found it a lot more interesting than being at school. You know, you're working in a business, um, you're writing essays about project management and business management and project life cycles. It's so useful. Um, So yeah, I found it, I enjoyed it, loved it and then had like textbook. It was quite, it was so different to school. Um, I loved the learning side of it. But the only thing that was quite difficult was linking it back to day to day work because I wasn't necessarily a project manager, but I was doing a project management qualification, so I was just trying to link it back to what I was actually doing it was quite difficult. But then my managers and team helped me. So fine,
0: okay. Hey, a question. Like, I think only about seven <laughs> percent of apprentices um, come at those of the age of sixteen. Yeah. Uh, versus maybe eighteen plus. Yeah. Would you have done that at sixteen? Do you think looking back, or was that too early?
1: I think that was not even an option in my brain. Like everyone at my school if you did GCSEs you just went on to sixth form there wasn't it, unless you really really struggled and you didn't and you wanted to be you know someone in hair and beauty for example or you wanted to go on to be a carpenter then you would go to univers- then you would go to college um, and study for that but that wasn't an option at all for us it looking back i would have much preferred it to a levels because i did really struggle with them mm. but i do think that i struggled as well because i was putting so much of my time into looking for apprenticeships um and I knew that's what I wanted to do. So I kind of let the academic side slip a little bit. Not too, but like, I still got my A-levels, but I didn't do as well as maybe I could have.
0: So again, I suppose if, if your school were to show you the options earlier, that would yeah. have potentially benefited you.
1: Yeah, and I think between 16 and 18, like that I was probably, I changed quite a bit. So I knew maybe at 16, I would have gone to do level three in journalism and then been like, this is not for me. Whereas that two years did help me. But having the option would have been amazing. Mm. And courses that were local to us, employees that were local to us, like we really didn't have a clue in Kent, you know, who was around and where we could go. And would I have wanted to travel every day to London at 16? Probably not.
0: No, okay. No, makes yeah. sense. Hey, it so Unilever, uh, why did
1: you leave there? Um, so I left Unilever because... Uh, unfortunately if you're doing an apprenticeship with them you're not guaranteed a role at the end um which I think has changed for the degree apprentices I'm not 100% sure um but so I did 18 months and then as I said someone in my team was going on maternity leave so they said right we'll extend your contract for a year and that was at the you know the heat of covid so thank goodness they did because I don't know where I would have been otherwise um so they extend it for a year then it came to the year round date and they said um we can extend it for three months we can extend it for six months we can extend it for nine months time and time again and I just said I can't do this like I want to buy a house I want to get a mortgage I need some sustainability I can't just keep chopping and changing my job every six to six three six or nine months so I made the decision to leave um and I left Yep. okay here I am. this is where <laughs>
0: apprenticeships get the bad rap don't they yeah because um technically an apprenticeship yeah, uh, means that you could finish that contract and you're not going to be on mm-hmm. payroll and, and and that's the end of the um, stint at that yeah. company. But that's not how most companies work, is it? No. Could you maybe now give us a bit of an overview of maybe the companies you, you're working with at the minute in your in your uh, job at Pathway and, and what the market looks like.
1: Hundred percent. So I when you when I was looking for apprenticeships, I was. As I've said, I applied for 35 to 40. I was applying for anything that sounded at least a tiny bit interesting to me. I was so desperate to get one. And then I got through to the final stage of three, accepted Unilever and didn't even carry on with the other two. Now, I would not do that now, knowing what I know about the market. Um, You know, take as many as you can, go to as many interviews as you can, because you can accept them, you can take the offers, and then you can decide at a later date what you do. Um, So, yeah, I think... That's basically what I would say about, you know, offers and what I would do and, yeah.
0: Because it's a, it's a bit annoying that Unilever do that, for example. It and is. Some other companies do work <laughs> in that way, but the majority of your companies that you work with they don't know
1: and they because they realize how much time and effort they input into you um and then you know if you're doing a degree apprenticeship at hsbc they want you to be in that company same with ibm um my friend danny who's at ibm she's got an apprentice she did her degree apprenticeship there she got a first class degree um in business management and now she's working there you know in a really great role so people do want to take you on and they invest in you and like your manager spent four years with you if you've done a degree apprenticeship Um, so it's not the norm and now I've come out of that I realise should I have gone with Unilever because you know I was so lucky to get that one year placement if I didn't and I was you know 19-20 years old at the beginning of a pandemic that we thought was only going to last three weeks and it ended up lasting what two and a half years I don't know where I would be so um, yeah I would say maybe don't just take every opportunity ask questions because they will probably say to you, yeah, you might get an apprenticeship, but ask like the numbers. Like, okay, so how many people actually get through, you know, are you hiring? Are you want to hire and freeze? Things like that.
0: Yeah, okay. So um, what sort of advice would you have for teachers when they're looking at apprentices? Because you know, they might hear that example where it used to be like that quite a lot. You're doing an apprenticeship and you don't get the job at the end of it. Yeah. But they need to look a little bit deeper because I think one of the annoying things about the apprenticeship market is that it is different per company, isn't it?
1: Yeah, it is different per company, but... And that's what the young person needs to decide for themselves. You can help them with their CV. You can help them with their interviews. You can help them with where to look for apprenticeships. But that individual also needs to do that the work themselves and find out, okay, HSBC, let me have a little look on LinkedIn. How long has that person been there? Have they done an apprenticeship, for example? You know, reach out to us. We can put you in touch with apprentices. Um, use your network. Do, do you have any like older siblings or cousins, etc., that have got friends that have done apprenticeships? Um, and just see what companies... Do, but you also might not want a confirmed job at the end of it, because you might think, right, I'm going to do my apprenticeship, then I'm going to go, you know, travel in and do what I want, because that's also what some people do. And they also think that sometimes you're trapped into that role mm. um, if you do an apprenticeship, which you're absolutely not.
0: And, and that's a, an interesting point to come on to is that sort of gap year and traveling that students might get when they go to university yeah. in the summer. Is that just in your situation? Do you just maybe try and fit that in? uh, uh, Maybe leave a job or or just try and do it a bit later? Yeah,
1: I think so. That's one thing that I'm always a bit gutted about that I didn't do. But at the time, you know, you're 18 years old, how much money do you really have to go traveling? Not a lot. Um, And then I would have had to work to get the money anyway. So I just thought I'll work, get the money and then go at LA today. Um, But that is something that I always think about universities. You know, you've got the whole summer, but then you've got no money. So, you know... (laughs) you can decide how you wanna use that, I guess. Can't have,
0: can't have it all. <laughs> no, you can't have it all. <laughs> so, so in your role then, Izzy, you're, you're an absolute star, um, speaking to employers all the time, also supporting students. Yeah. Um, hey, if you were like advising Izzy Miller. Yeah. Um, in your current role, <laughs> uh, what sort of opportunities do you think that she should be applying to?
1: Um, so I would say go out and do work experience, go to like taste days, open days, insight events, learn about the companies because I applied for them all, you know, didn't know much about them at all. Um, had never seen their office you know when I was at Unilever we hosted open evenings where we invited people to come along and I spoke at those but I never did anything like that before mine I went in on my interview day and that was the first time I'd ever seen it and I know now a lot of people don't even see the office on their interviews they just are behind the screen it's all virtual so I would say get out there do a lot of work experience find out what you want to do I did work experience in a production company in marketing realized that's not what I wanted to do and then kind of ruled that out um You know, what excites you, what doesn't even like make a list of what you want to do with your life. Do you want to buy a house when you're 25? Are you not that bothered? Do You want to go and live in Australia to 30, things like that, and then work backwards and see where you need to get to. Um, That's what I would say to do. Talk to as many people as you can you know force your careers advisors to help you I wish I'd been a bit more on it with them um, but I think because I had such a good you know strong home life that helped me with that I didn't really need to but I just feel sorry for people that might not have parents who're supportive about apprenticeships and they don't know where to go and therefore they go to university and then they drop out in year two because it wasn't right for them. Yeah, no, it's well said. So I'm going to put you on the spot. If
0: you were oh applying for one apprenticeship, one apprenticeship, <laughs> um, uh, as an 18 year old now, which one would it be? Knowing the clients that we work with and the good opportunities out there.
1: Oh, it would probably be HSBC or Deutsche Bank. Why? Something about wealth and banking, and it's just exciting, isn't it? In the city. <laughs> In, In the city. The city. <laughs> um,
0: no, it, it's really interesting. So, student support side, yeah, um, really supporting students. Um, which you do, and I know we've got a wider team that do that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Specialised role. What would you be thinking, um, again, if you were to be applying? Uh, I'm going to take you through each stage, okay? So okay. So just application form, just what comes in, into your head? Uh,
1: put it in a Word document, copy the questions into a Word document, write it out there, get someone to check it, and then tailor it for every single job you apply to. Don't just copy, paste, copy, paste, because they'll know. And always mention the company and their values and their mission statement in what you're putting in. Yep. That's the advice I would give. It's good advice. Um, <laughs> I'm
0: making notes myself. Um, and then, we, then we move on to psychometric testing or something along those lines. Yeah,
1: I think, you know, it is hard. If you're timed, it's even harder. But try and do some examples online. Watch YouTube videos about it. Um, if you can ask peers if they've done it ask siblings again but there's lots of things you can google about it and learn and also ask the hiring managers because they want to help you and there's events that you can come to like we do application clinics come along they'll tell you all about it I'm sure there's some sections on their website that you can read um yeah just go and prepared because you don't want to mess it up (laughs) video interview um video interview I always used to stick post-it notes around the laptop screen and with like key things print out the job description if there is a job description and highlight and put for every single point why you're good at that point I did that for my job here um which is video interview and just like you know be yourself act like it's a really normal conversation ask questions about them you know I have three questions about them what do they do um yeah I think that's it for video interview nice don't want to Um, overwhelm people
0: (laughs) um, assessment center
1: Okay, um, I used to watch this program called The Interview before I did my, I think it was called The Interview, before I did my assessment center. And it was like, as soon as you walk through that door, you've got to be the best version of yourself. If it's on reception, you know, if there's a doorman you've just got to be the nicest version that you can be because sometimes people come out of interviews and they go to the receptionist and say, oh, who stood out for you? Oh, it was the girl in the white blazer, which is what I was on my day. Um, When I did my assessment day, it's like, oh, it was the girl in this. Or, you know, you just want them to remember you, but also be yourself. Don't be like someone fake and say that you, you know, go for a run every Saturday if you don't because they'll find out and they'll see that you're not authentic.
0: (laughs) What about if there's a group activity in that assessment? Oh, group
1: activity. I would say always speak up, but don't be like, you know, really bossy and you know overpower. Obviously, A for you, that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Mine was project management, so there was four project want to be project managers. So we could have all been like really over the top in mind, but we weren't. It's making sure everyone speaks, having someone to like time it. Okay, so we've got 15 minutes for this task. Let's look at that. Making sure, encouraging people's thoughts, thinking about them if you don't think it's right or you don't agree with that. Not just being like, no, that's an awful idea, but being like constructive at the same time. Um, I think I did all of those pretty well <laughs>
0: good Good. and finally interview pre-interview interview and post-interview anything any tips there
1: um so I would try and find out about what type of interview it is because the one that I did was strengths-based interview which was something that I'd never done before so they said to me like collaboration tell me about a time that you've been collaborative and I was like oh gosh I've not kind of prep for this i've only prepped for why i'm organized why i'm confident and why i think i should be good at the job um so yeah i would kind of look into that if you can you know capfinity strengths based as well you know pro you you can get a profile that tells you your top skills weaknesses um i would prepare as much as you can but don't like recite you know don't recite the answers because it'll probably sound like you're a robot if you do that um but just be honest you know give real life examples you don't have to have done it in your part-time job I remember one of my examples about being organized was that I would planned my whole group's holiday for after our A-levels there was 14 of us 10 boys four girls I planned a whole trip to Portugal and that was my example and she loved it so mm. <laughs> it worked no, I
0: love it and what about after an interview Any any tips there? um i sometimes people just leave it there but
1: yeah i yeah i think if you you know when you say goodbye to the person be like you know thanks so much for ask some questions again um you could always drop them an email and say it was really great to meet you here's a copy of my cv if you needed it something like that um yeah i feel like that's what people do now but i didn't do that but it's a really good thing to do Uh, Definitely.
0: It's really uh, good to hear that from you, Izzy. Yeah. Um, And I suppose, like, what can teachers, uh, well, hopefully, teachers can show this to their students because you just rattle through how to basically ace any sort of uh, (laughs) uh, uh, interview process. Yeah. Um, but what can they get from Pathway CTM in terms of and what we do with Max, student support and your team?
1: Yeah so I think you know if you're at that beginning stage where you've just got no idea what to do like we've all been there I've been there you know recently I, we can talk to you we can help you with what you, you know what do you want to do what don't you want to do sometimes it's easier to rule out what you don't want to do you know do you want to work in the police do you want to work in the NHS for example what kind of roles are you good at what are you good at what's your strengths in your personal life in your school life we can help you with those and we can kind of promise You with that Um, come to our events find out about the employers because again you can rule them out you can think that's my dream employer Um, especially the in-person days they're invaluable I think if I could have gone to one every half term I would have but they weren't really a thing when I was at, at school so yeah get work experience talk to employers as much as you can talk to your family and friends you know do they know anyone that you can maybe do mock interviews with and just get as much experience as you can really that's the advice that I would give that we can help you with and we can put those connections in place.
0: And and finally um, how do you feel about your your role and what you're doing at the minute the fact that you've actually lived the experience of an apprentice and now you're (laughs) helping tens of thousands of young people do the same. Yeah,
1: it's so like full circle because I would have literally loved to have what I have now. And that's why I love what I do every single day because I'm helping people that were like me and I see myself in so many of the questions that they ask me. Um, Yeah, so I just think, you know, it's amazing to work with all the young people that we do, the schools, the relationships, the employers, and just matching the two together is, you know, the dream is what I would have wanted, so.
0: (laughs) Brilliant. Izzy, um, it's been amazing to have time with you. Yeah, thank you. Thanks for giving up your time and your busy schedule. No worries. Um, And yeah, you obviously, um, the audience will know this by by listening and, and watching, inspirational really in terms of, you know, the story <laughs> that you've taken um, and, and how you've got there yeah. and hopefully we can get more young people doing that teachers recognising they've got to give a bit more support yeah. like they are doing and uh, and employers making sure that they keep their talent afterwards as well because 100%. Unilever uh, should be gutted to let you go
1: <laughs> yeah thank you um, if anyone needs anything always here. there's an email on LinkedIn happy to help great Thanks, you thank you